you put before me, Danny, who I have not lost to yet in this TKW Weekly season. I cannot say that there's fear in me right now. Hey, how about those next? How about those next? Hey, how about those next? What's going on, folks? Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of TKW Weekly. I'm your host, as always, Kyle Maggio, joined by my co-host, Danny B. Today, we, we got a nice, fun All-Star Edition show for you guys today. You know, first quarter, we had to catch up on all things with the Hart Hive. Is Josh Hart destined for a spot in the starting lineup? The second quarter, Danny and I went back through some of our preseason bold takes that we had, uh, including, are we going to have three 20-point-per-game scorers? Are we going to have two NBA All-Stars? These were things that we touched on in the beginning of the year. Some stuff that maybe seemed a little bit hard to reach, but maybe is pretty realistic now. Now, in the third quarter, as always, we had uh, our TKW community tweet, and uh, it was a pretty spicy one today. Uh, you know, Sean was not on today's episode, but uh, he might might have been for the better because I don't know if he if he would have survived the third quarter conversation that we had today. Uh, in the fourth quarter, of course, we had yet another game from Ryan. This was a Knicks Price is Right All-Star edition. So me and Danny had to go through and remember some uh, little specific tidbits of information from... Uh, or not remember, because obviously, or, you know, my track record is not great with these games. Or but. not. So will Danny get a win? Will he finally get a win while I'm in attendance on this show? We will see. <laughs> Skip ahead of the fourth quarter to find out. And then lastly, Enjoy. lastly... This is brought to you by our friends at Mojo, our, our partners. Uh, but this is this is an app where you can just be investing in the players that you like to root for. Anybody that you believe in, anybody, rookies, veterans, anybody. You can go in, you can bet on them, invest in them for the future, and you know, really start to earn on some of your takes. And that's really, you know, this is not what we all want when we're talking about basketball on, on Twitter, especially. So make sure you, you download that Mojo app, you check them out, you use our code today. You will not regret it, but check out halftime for more on Mojo and uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. All right. The first quarter time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what we're going to talk about today a little bit is should Josh Hart be inserted into the starting lineup? Um, he's playing real good basketball. You know, Quentin Grimes right now is, well, entered the all-star break, kind of in a little bit of a slump. Uh, there's been some clamoring, you know, Knicks fans were very impatient, were never happy. So immediately we're, we're hearing clamoring of well, Josh Hart is the best thing since sliced bread. He's balling. He's playing amazing right now. Why wouldn't he start? So me and Dan are just going to run through it real quick because we got to talk about it. I was very much so against breaking up the starting unit. I really was. And I know it's only been three games, but his off-ball movement is huge, Josh Hart. You know what I mean? And it's like, that was my biggest thing for Grimes in the starting lineup. So... To, to take to take that swap, it's kind of tough. Um, I think the reason I would be against it is because he's only been here for so long, right? Like to, to rip that that starting spot away from Grimes or even RJ, it's kind of disingenuous in a way. Like, yes, I understand you earn your minutes and stuff, but um, I think that also comes with consistency over time. And I think just three games or, or one week really of, of basketball play is just too short to, to make that move. Um, although I can kind of draw out reasons why I'd be all right with it. You know, as I mentioned, the off-ball movement is huge. Obviously, he can score. The, the, the defense is there, rebounding. It's all big things that you want and that we could use in the starting lineup, you know? So I don't think it disrupts the, the nature of how they work too much, you know? Um, I don't know. What, what do you think about it, Kyle? I mean, 
So after watching the first couple of games, not gonna lie to you, I got, I got very caught up in it. I thought, well, why, why not? I mean, this guy's this guy's balling right now. He's the the, the chemistry from day one was phenomenal. He's cutting like he, he's been here for for three years and um, just knows where to be. But, but this is this is where I'm at with it, and I think they made this trade. Because you know that they're going to have that tight rotation the rest of the season, obviously, but especially because they're thinking with the playoffs. What do, what do we want to add for another strong piece off the bench, whatever, that could play 20, 30 minutes easy, you know, if we added him, right? And, and you go get a guy like Josh Hart, who's kind of a proven veteran in this league now to some degree, at least a quality starter, a rotation player. So there's no, it's not like he can't start. He has started. He started and played well for other teams. So it, it's, it's fine if he starts. I have no problem. The reason why I don't think it's a good idea, at least right now, despite the fact that I'm sure he's deserving and he's balling, right? Seems to fit well. It's just, I do think that there is something to this whole time when when people were screaming to play the kids and everything, and then you finally start to play them. And just because one of them goes through a little bit of a rough patch, and I'm speaking more, you know, Grimes was, was not hitting his shots to the degree of which we would have liked for a little while there, right? And it's just like, I don't know that I, I want to take a starting lineup spot away from a guy who who had earned it, did get the spot, and is a young player trying to grow in this league. And and with that, that's adjusting and learning how to shoot through slumps. He's a shooter at a pro level now, so he has to find his confidence to be able to shoot through these things. And, you know, the Rising Stars game, he looked very confident. That was a, a fun watch for Quentin Grimes. Oh, but, yeah. but the point is... Um, with these young guys, I think they just need that time to adjust and like grow and and it's okay to fail a little bit in that role and you just got to figure it out beyond that. And I think th- that heart trade was more about adding juice to, to the bench. I thought this was a bench move. I thought you got to give Grimes as a young player a little bit more time to get out of a slump. You know, it's like he's finally starting, right? He barely half a season. He has, he has one bad slump and it's like, well, that's it, buddy. You're out of here. Like that's not, that's not how the NBA works. Okay. It's just really a matter of him hitting his shots. I think it'll eventually come back. I don't think now's the time. But Hart, love what I'm seeing from Josh Hart. Yeah, love and it really gives good. a level of competition too. You know what I mean? Like to build on what you're just saying, like at least it also, it, it gives RJ and Grimes a little, you know, nudge on the side. Like, hey, you, you know, you got this guy here that could potentially take your spot, you know? So you got to keep playing and really, you know, hold it down for yourself. I do believe the Knicks may have more than one all-star this season. I disagree strongly, but... What I do. <laughs> so we we should have had two all stars. Is, is where is where we've kind of gotten to. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I was trying to be level headed to start the year. I thought surely I, I was anticipating a Julius bounce back of some of some kind, right? I wasn't anticipating a, a second all star nod. Uh, I was hopeful and very encouraged by Jalen Brunson playing elite basketball. I, I was not thinking he'd he'd be a shoe in. Or really, I don't think anybody a, thought that. Really, such an overbearing, strong case for not just the All Star game, but I mean, the, month by month, there we're really pushing towards an All NBA push and not just an All Star push. Uh, Jalen wanted his bigger role; he got it, and he's been, you know, doing probably exactly what he he knew he would do and, and thought he would do in, in a role like this. And um, the fact that we could even, you know. Meaning, like, really say without sounding biased, like, no, the, the Knicks should have had two NBA All Stars this year is it, not nothing. They're gonna look back and be like, he didn't make the All Star game, averaging twenty four and seven. Like, that's the Knicks were sixth out east. He didn't. He couldn't make it. I'm with you. Um, my my prediction before the season, right, was that the- R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson 
will all average 20 points per game this season, becoming the first team to do so since the Golden State Warriors, who's done it three times now since 1991. They were the only team that's done it. However, that was incorrect. I had to do a lot of research on this. There was actually four teams that did it since 1990. Um, you had the Celtics in 2020, the Lakers in 2021, the Pelicans in 2019, and the Kings in 2014. A lot of research went into that, but so it's been done, but it's rare. You know what I mean? It hasn't been done very often um, since 19, 2021. Obviously, it's been done three times then, but before that, it was only done once in 2014. So this is it's still um, a, a rare feat to accomplish, right? Um, in the overall, you know, landscape of the NBA. So we're looking at our team now, right? We got the Knicks, we got RJ Barrett, we got Jalen Brunson, we got Julius Randle. Uh, well, we're we're riding the cusp of that uh, that prediction. Um, you know, we've kind of flirted with over 20 points per game for all three of them, um, you know, throughout the month of December. January, it started going down a little bit. And what I mean particularly is RJ. So RJ at this moment during the All-Star break is averaging 19.7 uh, points per game. Uh, we know obviously in the last month, you know, he's kind of struggled, but uh, he also has a, um, a history of coming out after All-Star break and, you know, really turning it up a notch. Randall, 24.8 points per game. We've talked last uh, last week about his assists and rebounds also. Um, the numbers he's putting up are, are great. They're better than it was when he was an All-Star two years ago. Um, JB is just playing next level. Nobody, like we, we were just talking about this. Nobody predicted the impact that Brunson would have to this degree. Everybody said, of course, opening it up, you know, opening up this team with a, with a true PG would help. But um, the way that Brunson's gone about it has just really uh, been levels above what most people would think. Um, you know, the one thing I got to throw out here with this is that Brunson gets tagged and labeled a, a bull hog a lot of times. But the way that I look at it, I, I can't stand it. I know I shake my head, too. I, I understand why people are saying that. You look at a point guard, you want him dishing, nonstop dishing. I get that. We had that. We had Frank Nelkina who put up zero points, two assists. We don't need it no more. All right. We got Jalen Brunson. Guy's a beast. If nobody's open, who is he going to pass to? Right. Like we talk about this all the time. Off ball movement is huge. We don't have enough of it. How can you get mad that we have a point? guard who takes it to the hoop himself and gets buckets give me a break right now man danny let me stop you there and that's because knicks fans love to complain that's it it's the only reason the knicks fans love way. to complain it's just that it's the new york way it's the knicks fans way it's a very disappointing thing that i've seen this season because um, he's a freaking borderline all-star well, well he's a borderline all-star but but also the problem that we're having here is that if everything's not perfect then everything sucks if we're not a contender this team Dang, sucks where are we going we're, we're in mediocrity oh no we don't know what's going to happen next how are we going to win a ring and we totally ignore that Julius Randle's playing tremendous basketball Jalen Brunson's playing tremendous basketball or if we got a nitpick now it's well Jalen's playing great ball but is he a, is he a pure point guard I mean at some point you got you guys got to grow up and you got to just watch What's on the fucking screen, man? And stop just trying to have takes and agendas. It's very weird. Every day I show up, there's a new agenda. I'm very confused about. He's playing good ball. He's scoring. If you don't have a scoring guard in this league, you're in trouble. That's it. All right, it's halftime, folks. We're going to take a little break in the action. Thanks to our partners over at Mojo. If, if you're smart, look, we, we like to have takes on the show. We like to have takes online in general. Uh, we all like, you know, which players we believe in, you know, which guys coming out of school, you know, wh whoever we're buying in on buying all the stocks. So theoretically, we used to say, uh, but now it's not theoretical anymore. Now you could actually go onto Mojo and you could actually invest in these very same players that you claim to be investing in, at least emotionally. Now you can invest financially as well. If you believe Jalen Brunson's got an all NBA season ahead of him, I do. I'm going to be putting my money on Jalen Brunson. I got one for you. 
Who? RJ Barrett, right? We talk about all the time, back half of the season after all-star break, right? Guy usually breaks out. Maybe it's a good time to put some money on him. So th- these are times, you know, you could be situational. Buy low on guys, sell high on guys. The beauty about Mojo is you can, you know, take your funds out at any time. You can get out of a any prop at any time. This is not, you're locked in for, for any way. You can go long on these investments. You can go short. You can do a liquid bet. You can get out of the bet. Uh, th- this is all the functionality that is Mojo. Invest in our guys. Support your team, the Knicks, and make a little extra while you do it, right? Download the Mojo app and make sure you use our code TKW for a $75 deposit bonus today. All right, the third quarter time. So today, I got this look on my face because I'm going to bring up something that I already know is not going to go over well with some Knicks fans. A lot of Knicks fans, I don't know. Um, But we're going to pull a tweet that we saw. And uh, it's it's a two-parter here, right? So the first one is from at Derocho712. This is a guy named Danny. And he says, got weirdos. Yeah, shout out to you, Danny. Uh, the, the other Danny um, got weirdos really trying to argue that McCall's better than McCall Bridges is better than RJ. I lost faith in humanity with a sobbing, Ooh. crying face. Right? Ooh. Right? No, no brainer, no brainer. Right? And then somebody else, very active in our community at I'm Darnell underscore J. Uh, so this is Darrell here. He, says, he was featured last week. He, he was. I mean, look, he's he's been he's been on fire lately. He's been spicy lately. Right? He quote tweets that that tweet that I just read with a very classic SpongeBob uh, gift where Mr. Krabs and Squidward are I'm saying, sure you're how, "How do we tell him with with SpongeBob in the background? How do we break it to him?" Now, ten of you guys in the community like like Darrell's tweet here, right? So there's a lot of co-signing for, for McCall Bridges being better than R.J. Barrett right now, and that is what we are going to have to talk about. I right want now. I want you to talk about it first. I, I, I want to hear going with this. I was hoping you were going to take the ball out of my hand, Danny, but I, I have no choice here but but to walk the plank of which I've started down now. So uh, I got to you first. Is is McCall Bridges better than R.J. Barrett right now? I would have to say in this season, uh, February 18th is when we are recording in, in, in 2023. At this moment in time, I would have to say that McCall is better than, than R.J. And this is not... I, we have to do like an unbiased a, opinion. We have to do a billion uh, caveats when we, we do this. We have to disclaim this. And, and I believe in him that and we're talking about just today, just the basketball we have seen only this season and of which we know RJ has been up and down offensively. He's had a couple good stretches, but, you know, more not so good stretches. Right. And that's just offensively. The defense really has not been there this season. Uh, most, if not all of it, aside from a, a very small handful of games. I have been taking RJ victory laps since the kids set foot into this league. I've been, I, I don't need to keep always telling you guys that I, I believed in him, whatever, whatever. Right now, today, I I think it's McCall. I mean, he's 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 not, everybody acts like he's just this defender, right? He, he does plenty on offense. He moves well. He, he shoots well. Efficient guy. Uh, he, he fits in. He's fit in alongside guys in Phoenix before. Now, you know, interested to see him sort of alone in, in Brooklyn a bit without those, you know, Chris Paul's, the Devin Booker's, the Aitons. But he's he's just had a career high the other night. I, and I'm not trying to be prisoner of the moment with all like maybe the, the, the scoring like that and the offensive stuff. I, I would have to say McCall is, you know, and 
RJ has all the ability. We know he can defend very, very well. We know what he's like when, when the offense is going. But until we see that consistently put together, and we're not always just waiting for second half RJ, second half of the season RJ, and, and we just start getting full season RJ like this, or it's a, a more game-in, game-out effort on both sides of the ball, uh, I, I can't say otherwise right now. So I, I'm sure this will go over well with everybody, but you know, just right now, presently speaking, yeah, it's got to be McCall. No, listen, that's a fair take, man. It's a fair take because it's unbiased, right? If you're a completely biased Knicks fan, you're going to just be RJ Barrett all day and, and you're not going to have reason to back it up. But if you could take those those Knicks colored glasses off for a second and kind of just take a little bit back, right? And just apply general logic. Like RJ hasn't had a great season, 100% hands down. Um, Bridges has also been in the, in, in the, the league a year longer than him, right? Um, I've always kind of been uh, more of the mindset that RJ will probably get more consistent later on in his career, thinking year five, year six. And I'm looking at that because of his age. I just think that that's a that's the timeline that I see him maturing and, 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 you know, being consistent, but that's what we need from RJ to be the next step. He's got to be consistent for a full season from the start to the end. We need that full consistency. And without that, it's, you're going to have this balancing act of, you know, where does he fall? You know, you look at a guy like Mikel Bridges, he's consistent, man. You know, he's never shot less than 43% in a season over the course of his career. You know what I mean? He's had seasons where he's shooting over 50%. Um, he's consistent. Like you said, he's known as a defender. Um, he's been out West a lot. So you don't get a lot of um, FaceTime from, you know, guys like us on the East coast. Um, we've been, we just talked about, you highlighted perfectly the inconsistencies that RJ has shown throughout the season. Um, you know, and I think mikhail has been more consistent, not only throughout his career, but this season um, specifically. So I, I think that all points to why I got to go with Mikhail right now. Yeah, over RJ. I just, it, RJ isn't better right now. It's just it's, it's the consistency. It's, it's yeah, the right. unfortunate truth. He can be, of course, but right now, today, um, McCall's ball, <laughs> balling, brother. Hopefully, this man is a Nick one day. We get that uh, the Villanova connection a little bit more strength. The Villanova I mean, yeah, trio. Yeah, yeah. Right now, he's just balling. You put before me, Danny, who I have not lost to yet in this TKW weekly season. I cannot say that there's fear in me right now. You know. Do you see how focused I am right now? I'm, I'm, I'm trying very hard right now. This is taking a lot out of me, but uh, I'm trying to be unwavered, you know, because you do strike fear in me. I, I have a very, a very big losing record on TK Weekly. It's, it's, it's not pretty at all. Okay, it's fourth quarter time. Price is right. That is the game today. Uh, the producer Ryan has for us. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I know this because I'm going to win, despite Danny having played this game before me, and I have not played it yet on this show. But... Uh, Ryan, Price is right. Got, man? We're ready. Let's get right. Yeah, let's get right into it. In the 2006 dunk contest, how many attempts did Nate Robinson need to complete a dunk in the final dunk off? So specific, man. Uh, wow, you guys must not remember what I'm talking about. Uh, the answer was 14. Kyle wins. I didn't want to go too high, uh, and, and no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I just just thinking of a round, so I was off. Again, just going to put one of these here. All right, next one, please. What do we got? How many All Star appearances do the Knicks have in their history? Oh, uh, like, that's a lot, man. Every player in total. You're that's saying? a lot, dude. That is what I'm saying. I have to do a lot of math in my head right now. Can't. Oh man. 
like I know these things, you know, like that. I don't want to ruin the rest of the game, but there's a lot of guys that have been there a lot of times. Chop chop daddy, make up a number in your head, write it on the unit. You're not you're not gonna remember the number, and I'm not gonna remember the number. So let, let's let's roughly get to it. And the total all-star appearances, correct? Yeah. In Nick's history. <laughs> yep. The answer was 98. Danny wins. Let's go. I was trying to account for everybody but Patrick Ewing being an all-star for like a 20-year block. So I thought there'd be some leveling off. If you actually look at them, it's insane. So um, Patrick Ewing has the most, but Clyde's right behind him. I think one year less than him. Um, Harry Gallatin from freaking the 50s. He's got a ton of them. Um, there was a there was a good amount. I was actually surprised. I was looking those stats up a couple weeks ago. That's why I'm like, really, that's a lot to add up in my head. One to one here, so let's uh, let's get on our way to the third one here. What do we got, Ryan? In the 2013 three point contest, what was Steve Novak's first round score? <sighs> so specific. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to remember some of this stuff. I don't know. So I'm just, I'm just yeah, I, I'm just going to guess. The answer was 17. So uh, Danny wins. Wait, you said closest wait, oh, wait, without wait, going we, over. We, we, we both went over. Okay, never mind. Got excited. How many all-star fan votes did Jalen Brunson finish with? Oh, my God. Wasn't a lot. I mean, I'm not, gonna, oh no, I'm not doing this again where I give my clues away. Yeah, you don't need to. I, I'm okay with this one. There's no, there's no way you can know this one. Unless you're Googling. Unless that's what you're doing. You're being there. You, 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 no? All right. Pen, pen, pen. Right, look, I'm bad with the camera. No. Somebody else that, that appears on this show, um, sometimes I often see their eyes looking down for a long period of time. But um, I, got, I got sunken eyes. You can't. Nothing I can do about that. Oh, I'm not putting anybody. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying anybody. The specific. answer was 314,200, which means Kyle wins that round. Okay. All right. Coming down to the, the fucking wire here. I needed that yes, one. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, all right. Can I can I send Danny packing for old time's sake? Can I can I can I keep well, can, this? Can I pull off a win? In, in, I, in an exciting fashion. Can Danny do it? That, that is what the people want to know. Can Danny do it? In what Danny. year did the Knicks have their first ever All-Star Game MVP? Nineteen ninety-seven. Just gonna guess a random Patrick Ewing year. The answer was nineteen seventy. Danny wins. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny won the game. He, he, he won a game on this show uh, with Let's me go. in attendance. It has happened. I, I didn't think it, it was possible. I didn't think he'd be up for this. And and he did look, look he wrote a W. This is it's getting embarrassing for me now. I can't believe I allowed no. this to happen. Uh, I'll be better next time. But Danny, uh, step into the winner's circle. Uh, who, who do you want to thank? How do you feel? Honestly, I feel like you're doing such a great job. I'm just taking it in, just hearing you talk about it. Usually, like, you know, the guy that wins talks shit, and then we, you know, the other guys are like, roll, roll the credits. But I'm just sitting here enjoying 
you speak about how how it might it feels to win you know the importance of this win for me and uh i appreciate that very much so this week i'm only gonna thank you kyle oh 